You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. This is Sister Lavina Francis Pamet. I am a Franciscan Sister of the Sacred Heart, host of Dare to Love. Dare to Love shows every first Thursday of the month through WNDC 7:50 a.m. here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. Today we have a very special guest, my friend Sister Joni Luna, who is a Sister of Providence of St. Mary of the Woods, Indiana. Welcome, Sister Joni. Thank you for having me, Lorena. It's such a pleasure to be back with you. And uh, we had Sister Joni before we started doing the YouTube, and uh, she is uh, uh, very excited to be with us today. And I'm very excited to have you here, Joni, because our theme for today is on profession of vows. And in religious life, we do have a what we call the temporary vows. Um, and years after that, then we would do the profession of perpetual vows, which you did uh, August 14th. And I watched right. it um, on the live stream uh, coverage of it. So uh, and first, just to uh, remind people when. Uh, if, if people did not hear our podcast, uh, I think it was earlier this year, maybe January or February, I don't even remember, but uh, the information is actually on the website, on the radio TV uh, website. And the, when we did that, uh, we had a very interesting day that day because the, uh, the, the director for uh, media here in the arch uh, had to be the anchor because I couldn't uh, come to work that day and Vince Gerasoli uh, helped us out. So, and, and it was very interesting. That's what I remember. <laughs> today, right. yeah, today though, I am very, very interested to hear all about, well, first of all, um, part of your vocation journey that um, has gotten you to this date so far. So if you could tell us a little bit more about your vocation story and uh, how how did you meet up with your community? How did you know you were called? And how did you know it's this community that you wanted to stay with? Right, those are a lot of loaded questions, Sister Lovita. Thank you for asking. Um, you know, uh, my vocation story um, started when I was at the end of my um, my my drive to 
receive my education to um, get a job. And I had, had come up with a list of things that I wanted to accomplish in my life. And um, there was only one thing left that I needed to accomplish that I, these were things that I had put on a list that I thought were going to make me happy, you know, things like get my degree, get a, a nice paying job, travel, own a car, own a house. And uh, the last thing on my list was that I wanted to buy an RV and travel uh, with uh, my <laughs> There's mother. There's nothing wrong with that. And Those are good dreams, right? You're right. But the, there was something terribly wrong with that in that um, these life goals really, like, they were all external um, uh-huh. goals that I was striving for. And um, I forgot in the midst of striving for all of these things that there was a whole internal world within myself that I had been neglecting. Um, and that in the pursuit for all of these external worldly possessions, there was a hole that had been eroding inside of me uh, as I chased the corporate ladder, as I was uh, acquiring more and more things, I realized that I had taken a wrong turn and there was something inside of me that was was feeling lonely. I was feeling deprived. I was feeling alone and isolated. Um, and I remember sitting down thinking to myself that something needed to change. Um, I came to the conclusion after lots of conversation with my priest and with, you know, sisters that in order for me to fill those, that hole that I really needed to go internally, I needed to go inside and um, go through a complete makeover to shed these old ideas of um, things that were going to make me happy. Um, I had to let go of ideas and uh, things that weren't serving me spiritually, things that were serving serving me personally, but I wasn't actually doing anything to serve others. I'd been blinded basically to my spiritual life as I was pursuing the money, uh-huh. uh, the acquiring, the, the cultivating. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. neglected my heritage. I ne- ne- neglected my spiritual life my culture, my roots, um, who I am, who I was neglecting the person that God created me to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I found myself in a place that was very alone and scary and isolating. Mm -hmm. And that's really where where my spiritual journey began, Lovina. Mm -hmm. And it seems Mm -hmm. like to me, I'm recognizing, and for us uh, vocation directors, usually when we work with people, that description, that word whole, something, a hole that needed, that needs to be uh, somehow filled, that is actually a sign that we can recognize as a call from God. Because that restlessness, that, that um, uh, inquietude, that holy um, uh, some, something within us that needs to be filled, that's the call of God. That's God's voice yeah. in our hearts. Yeah, I didn't realize that. It took me a while to to realize that it was God that was calling me. It was God that was, it wasn't me. It wasn't God that had forgotten me. For many mm-hmm. years, I was mad at God. I did. I used to tell people that I was an atheist, that I didn't even believe in God. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been hurt as a child and um, I had, you know, my parents had gone through a divorce and I had left the church and uh, my parents had left the church. So I had left the church with them. Um, and so I was pretty much just disconnected from any kind of, uh, religion or spirituality. Um, 
and it wasn't until later um, after I found myself sitting on my deck, I remember uh, feeling lonely that uh, a friend of mine said that it was God that was missing in my life. And I remember I got really angry with her thinking, you know, uh, there's so much hypocrisy, so many things that are wrong with, with the church. Uh, don't tell me that it's God that's missing. Um, and she says, all right, but you know, that it's the truth. And I remember later talking to a sister and the sister invited me. She said, could you, do you think that you could consider having a relationship with God based on your relationship with God and not what was happening in the church? And that really shifted things for me, Lovina, mm. because I realized that we had left the church because of what people had said or what was going on in the church. Uh, and it, that had also severed my relationship with God. Wow. Um, yeah. And so she invited me to, to find people that were on the same spiritual path as I was and to walk with them. And she said to me something really profound. She said, you know, you've left the church, but I bet you still pray. And I said, yeah, I do. And I, I prayed the rosary and things like that. So we might physically leave the church, but we don't ever really leave the church because I think most people will, will uh, claim that they still pray, even though they, they might say that they have left the church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what is yeah. the church? It's us. It's the body of yeah, Christ. Yeah, it's the body of Christ. We, we forget that. We are the that. body of Christ. Right. We are the people, right? right? And how important it is to not allow one person or people in the church you know, for us to continue to seek out those people that are on the same spiritual path as we are, mm -hmm. and that we continue our journey with God with those people. Uh, she, I remember she said, there's people on the spectrum from zero to 100, and everything in between. And you find those people that uh, have the same values, the same uh, desire to help and serve, and you walk with them. And I was so lucky to find the Sisters of Providence. That's wonderful. Um, it was like a beautiful love story, Lavina. Right, um, right. And here you are, you know, perpetual professed. Yeah. And sometimes I think For, that's that's the other thing is what does that mean? You know, um, not technically because um, in in this show we we have interviewed. Um, those who are just coming in, those who are seasoned already. I know for me in two, three years time, I'm hoping for my 25th uh, jubilee. I can't believe, you know, I'm <laughs> thanks, but you know, it's like counting the months and the years. But um, what it is, is really that faithful journey with God, because our God is such a faithful God and our companions Amen. and community are there. And um, the Kava, which is, the, you know, the Chicago Archdiocese and the Vocation Association. As vocation ministers, we support one another right. as well. So one of the things, we have a couple minutes before uh, we go on break. But maybe, mm -hmm. um, can you start telling a little bit, and then we're, we'll continue after the break, uh, your preparation that you had to do, uh, and I think you had a month away before you took your profession, your profession of perpetual vows. Right. Uh, with our community, I think with most com communities, they take uh, what they call tertianship year. Uh, you ask, we ask our um, general superior to be received into tertianship. And that's the, it's a whole year long preparation. Uh, we do book studies. We study the vows again. Uh, we do um, ministry in something that is 
foreign to us, something that we've never done. So encouraging us to continue to grow. And so then we take a 30 day retreat is the last part of our churchianship. And that was such a profound experience for me because um, as I told you in the last podcast that I found out that I was Native American. So I asked to do a blended retreat. I wanted to do a Native American with the Ignatian spirituality retreat. And as Providence would have it, I found the Franciscan Spirituality Center in Wisconsin that just happened to be 17 miles from the Ojibwe tribe reservation. And uh, I was able to connect with Tinker Schumann, who is an elder in that, that, um, that tribe. And so it was just such a profound experience. It opened me up to an understanding of my life's purpose, of sharing my gifts and talents to make the world a better place. Um, It has just been such a profound uh, experience for me. That's wonderful. And also um, with with that uh, experience, it had you when we were talking, you said it enriched your prayer life. So um, why don't we take this break? Because uh, we we have to discuss that and also a book that I'm excited to find out. We're both reading right now. So we'll go on a break. Don't go away, folks. And we'll uh, join and I will be back. A stranger and a pilgrim in this world Sometimes I wonder what this journey will bring And you guide me faithfully We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit. From servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic Appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the Archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States, and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219.
We are back to Dare to Love. This is Sister Lavina, your host, and with my guest, Sister Joni Luna, with the Sisters of Providence of St. Mary of the Woods. Um, and Joni and I were talking about her preparation for her perpetual vows, which she took August 14 this summer. Uh, the other thing that uh, I wanted to talk about and mention is a book that um, I'm reading right now. And when I was talking to Joni last night, um, she said, oh, I'm reading the same book. And it's called Braiding Sweetgrass. And the author is Robin Wall Kimmerer. And uh, Robin is a botanist. And so she's mentioning all these um, relationship to plants as and for me, being a Franciscan, of course, that relationship that St. Francis had with the praises um, to God for all of creation is just something that resonates with me. Um, and so back to Sister Joni and her uh, preparation after the, the, um, at the end of her tertiary, her year before taking the perpetual vows. Um, Joni, um, if we can continue talking about the um, the preparation at 30 day and how it has enhanced your prayer life. Um, can you tell me more about that? Well, I gotta tell you, you know, when I went into my 30 day retreat, um, the first week I wanted, I was ready to come home. I was so antsy. Um, the idea of being quiet in silence with God for 30 days just was so very uncomfortable. And it really took me about five days to kind of just settle and find myself in a place where um, I could connect with God. Um, my prayer life has evolved over the last nine years. I used to think that the only way to pray was to read the Bible and to read scripture and uh, to read the office. And I've learned over the years that creation, the arts is God's language with for us and to us. And uh, my spiritual director likes to say that we can pray with art, we can pray with music, we can pray with poetry, we can pray with, um, with nature. And she says, think of think of all of these things that God have God has offered us to pray with. And think of it as a buffet where every day I get to go to the buffet and choose which way I'm going to choose to pray today. Uh, and it's been really enriching for me. It's opened up something inside of me um, that I think had been closed off. It's been, um, it's opened up this relationship with God that um, I think had been squashed over the years because we learned, I think that God is outside of us. And to realize that all the answers, all the things that I ever questioned, God has already placed inside of me. And all I've got to do is be quiet enough, silent enough to really listen to the voice of God that dwells within me. That has been a really profound um, awareness for me. And I think that's also, I remember uh, uh, seeing something that Pope Francis had said, that in each of us, there is that divine spark. And so, uh, you know, the gesture, I know for us Catholics, the, the gesture that really, um, the, that symbolizes being Catholic is the sign of the cross. However, right. I, and, and some people are suspicious about, you know, like putting our hands together and bowing to each other. It seems like something that's, oh, Catholics would never do that. But the thing is, what it is, is a symbol of recognizing that divine spark within each other. And if you, if you even expand that of respecting 
the creation, our brothers and sisters in creation, and us mm-hmm. as um, being um, the people who are sharing in that um, bounty because everything is gift, then we will, we will most likely um, take care of one another as brothers and sisters, right? So Right, and I think we expand that even to the environment. You know, if we trust that all is gift and that God is a part of everything, that God dwells within me, but God is also in that tree, in that grass, um, that um, we would be reverencing our world in such a different way. Um, Right now, a lot of our ways that we um, behave, you know, we contribute to the global warming, to Mm -hmm. the cost of rising resources um and it's like the more we get the more we want and the more our earth is in trouble our water is in trouble our earth our air is in trouble um because we've become this community of consumers of takers i read the other day that the united states of america makes up only less than eight percent of the world population lavina mm-hmm. but we consume over 90 percent of the world's resources that's so imagine right. that it's right that's that is right. a really horrifying reality mm-hmm. and and the yeah. thing is there is enough if we approach it in a different way there is enough Amen. for everyone and I think that's what also the other thing that we witness in religious life. And we always strive for um, that vow of poverty, g- going back to the vows, what we are vowing for. Um, one of it is the vow um, for poverty because we can choose to live a simpler life just so others can simply live. And going to that, right. I wanted to go to go back to that experience. Let's go back to your experience on that okay. day. How was that for you? The day, my thirty day retreat. No, um, the the, um, the actual vow, the perpetual vows. Oh my goodness, that was such a surreal experience. I think I was on cloud nine <laughs> for months after that. I think I, I'm still kind of there at times. Um, it was just such a beautiful experience. I was able to uh, take vows with Sister Jessica Vidente, who was taking her first vows, and I was taking my perpetual vows. So it was the beginning and not necessarily the end, but um, sort of the, the end of that part of the journey, uh, as we know our journey continues. Um, and so Jessica is Filipino-American, I'm Mexican and Native American. And so we both had our hair, our culture entwined in that celebration and our sisters embraced it. And we had music that was Tagalog and Spanish and Latin and it was in English. And it was just, we had flags and uh, banners with name, uh, the name Providence in English, Spanish and Tagalog. And it was just such a beautiful, uh, celebration of unity of coming together of giving our lives over um to a mission that's greater than ourselves uh and i think you know people ask me sometimes why are you throwing your life away are you sure you want to do this uh one person said but you're so attractive why would you join religious life as of the only 
unattractive people join religious life. Um, and I was just blown by that. And it's not about my look. It's not about how much money I have. It's about a deep desire of wanting to cast my lot, wanting to give my life over to something that's meaningful. When my life here on earth is over, what is my legacy going to be? What am I leaving behind? Mm -hmm. And for me, I found a community that I loved, a community that loved me unconditionally through good times, through especially the bad times. I found a community that speaks to my spirit and invites me to continue to grow and spread my wings um, and to fly to places that I never imagined that I was going to be at. And for me, that community was the Sisters of Providence. And mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for the legacy of St. Mother Theodore Guerin, for the long line of tradition of powerful, creative, faithful women who soar in the face of adversity. Um, and to say that I'm a part of that humbles me uh, to my knees. And hearing you say this, you're so passionate, Joni. And, and this is why the, um, the attractive features, what it is, is like God shining uh, through us because mm. the attraction is in that call and we can't help but respond to it in different ways. And in our lives, it's as religious. And now as a vocation minister, um, you are now uh, bringing into life that legacy towards those that you're walking with. And it, it looks right. like you are uh, uh, infecting that, you know, and, and, and sharing this love, this passion with other people because you have several mm -hmm. uh, women that you are working in, with right now, right? Right, absolutely. We have some incredible women that God has blessed us with. You know, we talk about COVID uh, being a negative thing for in many, many ways. Yeah, but as far as vocations go, I call it blessed COVID because we have received lots of calls wow. and emails from women that are rethinking their life's path. They're rethinking the direction that their life mm -hmm. was on. And they're saying, hey, there's more to life than just climbing the corporate ladder. There's more to life than just acquiring everything and anything I can get my hands on. And they're realizing that there's more to life than being a taker. Right. Uh, and they want, they want to give, they want to serve um, and they want to make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, they're finding that religious life is one of those ways that they can do that. And we have been blessed to, to get at least over 50 calls from women mm -hmm. um, in the last six months. <laughs> That's wonderful. So, you know, there there is that misconception that vocation is dead, and that is not true at all. In fact, I oh. really like what I've, I've heard and learned from you today is that just because maybe we have been disillusioned by something that happened in our church experience, but it doesn't mean that we are breaking off with God or our own spirituality, our faith, or even with the church, which is built up of us, the body of Christ. So in the last minute we have, um, do you have something to say to others to encourage them in their search for God? 
you know, I hear people say over and over that religious life is dead. I, I appreciate you saying that. But I took a class with the National Religious Vocation Conference this past year, and I learned that over 2,400 women and men are in initial formation right now in the United States, and a thousand and more have professed professional vows in the past 15 years, Lavina. Mm -hmm. And even this past year, even with the pandemic, over 300 plus men and women in the United States said yes to entering religious life. So I want to encourage you, if you are feeling spiritually bankrupt, if you're tired of the same old climbing the corporate ladder and finding that you are unfulfilled, to contact Lovina, contact <laughs> vocationscava.org. Um, that's right. Yeah. And find your life's path. Find your two. Thank your you so much, Joni. I mean, yeah. I, it's always enriching. And sorry, we're out of time. But oh, we'll, you'll be back again, right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. God bless you. God All bless right, everybody. Bye.